Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we will be discussing how we miss Stan Lee, who has passed away at age 95, among other news. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Hey, Jeff. You doing all right, man? I'm hurting. Yeah, no. We, we've... So... We we said it in the rundown, but the big news uh, this week is that Stanley has passed away. Uh, we're very saddened here at the cast. Stanley is a huge part of this universe. Um, he's kind of been the connective tissue uh, to a lot of what's been going on these these ten years that we've been so uh, in love with this Marvel Cinematic Universe, and not to mention all of our lives growing up with these characters uh, that he helped create. And so. Um, and champion, even even once he didn't create, he championed in a way that uh, brought them to the forefront. So we we we're, we're very saddened um, to hear that he has passed. So that's uh that's the that's it almost feels uh, crass to move on to any other news. Uh, but uh, any anything you want to say, Jeff, that you can maybe get through. <laughs> Without crying? Yeah. Without that's breaking right. down without, and sobbing again? If you need to cry, yeah. <laughs> if you need to cry. Um, Man, no, when cry. I heard about it, I I was working from home that day when I heard about it, and I was glad because I was just a mess. Mm. Sobbing uncontrollably, like, looking around my office at home, you know, where I'm sitting now, seeing, you know, Thor poster, Thor poster, Thor poster. Mjolnir poster, Thor poster, mm-hmm. just like, damn. So many of the you things know? you love were, you know, he was a part and he took a hand in creating and, uh, it's, it's, it's a really sad day. And, and, you know, he's kind of our connection to that world too, because a lot of those creators have already passed, um, from that, from that early Marvel days. Yeah. Jack Kirby was a big voice among, or a big, uh, Big part of that for sure. Those early days for sure, and a lot of them have already passed, including Jack Kirby, and uh, it's 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 just sort of it's just it's just sad to see. It's just sad to see. I, I don't I don't have much else to say. It's part of we, we thought about jumping on here a couple of days ago when it was still real fresh. Just but but it, honestly, we don't we're, we we weren't we weren't worried about trying to get like. <laughs> Get the we don't SEO. want to ride the news wave. Yeah, we weren't trying to ride the news, ride the news wave. Um, but so we, we decided to be a little less timely and we're actually going to probably move on here in a minute, uh, and talk about, talk about the news run, uh, other news that's going on. But we're planning to do a full Stanley episode next week. Um, it, it works out perfectly with Thanksgiving. So we're going to do, uh, reasons we're thankful for Stan Lee. And the reason I'm announcing that now is because we want to invite everybody to send in reasons you're thankful for Stan Lee. Uh, reasons that he impacted, um, you know, could be characters, your favorite character that he created or, or it could just be the, the way that he presented himself and the overall impact that he had on this world of comics. So. Um, yeah, please send in feedback this week. Um, you know, I know, I know we have a lot of you guys who send in feedback regularly, but even if you don't, um, I'd love to see a big outpouring of things we're all thankful for with Stan Lee. And we're just going to do a full reasons we're thankful for Stan Lee episode. Um, and as <laughs> in, in commemoration of his life, but also, uh, a celebration for Thanksgiving. 
So yeah. be sure to bring your uh, your tissues to that episode because it's going to be rough. It, I probably will be. Um, but it's going to be a celebration. We're going to talk about the stuff like we always talk about the stuff and really try to dive into what we love about this man and the worlds he created. It made me kind of chuckle in the background whenever you said be a little less timely because Timely Comics was the the first name for the company that would become Marvel. That's true. That's true. I didn't do that on purpose. Um, <laughs> but, okay. So that that's the biggest news. It's definitely what's weighing heavily, most heavily on our minds. Um, but we, we really didn't want to... I, just, I didn't want to try to talk about all this until I have a little more time to process and give you guys a chance to really weigh in. So please send in your stuff, uh, your thoughts on Stan Lee and his life. What else? What? What? Let's. It's hard to even move on. It's a weird transition, yeah. but let's talk it's, about other better news. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like your favorite uncle died. Yeah, you know, it really is. I, I think I have more of a connection with Stanley than I do to many of my uncles. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's sad, <laughs> sad but true. Yep. Yep. So, I guess uh, more more positive news. His characters uh, are continuing in. Uh, the mediums that they have been uh, a, a large part of, like Loki. Um, Loki's TV show has been officially announced for the Disney streaming service. So that's, that's awesome. a big thing. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah, We've got because we saw him die. That's true. We did allegedly. Of course, it could be a different time frame. There's a lot of Loki life. I could definitely see, um, like, I'd love to see a series set. Obviously, it'd be nice to see it set currently, but I could absolutely see it being set in the time period after Thor 1, but before Avengers. Like, somehow he fell through, fell through the Rainbow Bridge or whatever. And, oh, yeah. And then he, the next time we see him, he's leading Thanos' army to attack Earth. Like, I could absolutely see, like, a, a Game of Thrones style, like, uh, epic series where he, like, rises to power among Thanos' armies and, like, tries to convince him to go take Earth. Yeah. Yeah, that would be neat. Um, I'd like to see a story about, uh, how he turned Thor into a frog. <laughs> Because they like that's canon now. I know. Like that's not just part of the comics. They they said that in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that that would be super fun. <laughs> um. So yeah, what, any other thoughts on where where they might set the Loki series or what it might be about? I don't know, man. It's so it's so difficult to to place like where that's going to be because uh, the most recent time we saw him, he was dead at the hand, literally at the hands of Thanos. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, if that gets undone in Avengers 4, then, you know, it could be Loki from then on, or or uh, they could do what was done in the comics, is when he got uh, reborn as a child. Huh. Oh my god. He got reborn as a child before Siege. Ooh. I'm, you know, I've been saying Siege is coming. Here, here's something I, that excites me about this show, uh, and you, you, that kind of reminds me of it, is the fact that Loki, an actor that, who, is, who is straight up from the movies, um, this could be him pulling a Coulson. 
where he like leaves the movies and comes back comes to the shows and it's like a just a new like a new chapter in his life that will no longer cross over with the big TV show or the big movie universe that much anymore. Yeah. Or it could be the beginning of, of of them really making television shows that have a stronger connection with the movies, which we've been asking for for a really long time. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's if it's on the Disney streaming service, you know, like originating there, being broadcast there, like that's where it is. Then they've got a lot more control over the release schedule and and creative control. So, I mean, they've always had a lot of creative control, but like they could they could have the entire chessboard to themselves. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. The siege is coming. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's that's exactly what it is. That, I, I hope so. I, ho- I hope so. I think siege sounds like an awesome idea to move forward. Oh, yeah. Um, well, so we have another show that has been announced officially. Yeah, speaking, of, speaking of Phil Coulson. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was, in fact. <laughs> Agents of Shield has been officially renewed for season seven. Which, season six hasn't even come out yet. Yeah, we're, we're we just finished season five, and now we're going to get we're definitely getting a six and seven. Which to me sounds like maybe they're ending it. I'm that may be wrong. I may be absolutely wrong on that. But to me, seven seasons is a long time for any TV show. Like most most genre shows last about seven seasons. Um, and but the the great thing is whether that's that whether that's like signaling an end or not it means that we are going to get two seasons where they know where they're going you know they can they can make a plan that is two seasons long instead of one season long which i think can only benefit the show oh absolutely yeah this show has always benefited from having um having a strict idea of like this is how long we have and really honestly like having the stories being condensed into uh, into smaller chunks and smaller, more digestible chunks. Yeah, has I, always I, benefited this series. I hope they've listened to this podcast um, because <laughs> <laughs> I just think their best season was the Ghost Rider season, season um, four. Yeah, season four was great. I like season five; it's good, but like. 22 episodes is a lot of episodes to tell a story over. And it's the same story, yeah. Yeah, and if I'm wrong, I may be wrong, but isn't the new season 13 episodes? Season 6 yeah, and season 7? Season 6, season 6 is gonna be 13 episodes, and season 7 got renewed, or like when they renewed it for season 7, they said they want 13 more. Okay, so, so in a way, we're gonna get the same Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., amount of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a little more, actually, but stretched over two years instead of one year, and I think that's just going to make for a better show. Like, it almost always does. Like, when you go yeah. from 22 episodes to 13, you can tell, like, we're not going to have as much filler. So I, I think this is yeah, going to make for a they, better show. When they did the pods with um, with season four, you know, it was like, six or seven episodes and six, you know, for each one. And there were the three major arcs. So like they did have the through line of, um, the dark hold, you know, going, everybody following that and kind of having a, a crashing back together of all of it at the end of the third one. Yeah. And like, it didn't, it didn't feel like one big long, Oh my God, why is this taking so long story? It felt like three, chunks 
like three individual stories that all had the same kind of ties together that all got kind of tied up and moved on from at the same time. And it was so much cleaner. It was so much cleaner that way. And when they had that limitation and, and brought it into those smaller stories like that, it really, really improved the show. And I think 13 episodes is certainly going to help with that. Like yeah. cutting the season in half and, you know, Getting rid of the filler, bringing it all down into something smaller is going to be a lot better for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in absolute agreement with that. Uh, I wanted to thank Nick Stevens and Brian V. Klein for sending in that news story pretty quick after it popped. A lot of you guys are really great about that. Um, when uh, A lot of times I hear about news before I actually hear about it on the net. I hear about it in our feedback on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. Um, we had one other piece of news here which is probably news and rumor. It could be breaking news, in which case, you know... Uh, go us. Go Thanks us, Rebecca. breaking news. But it's real sad news if it's true. Um, Becca, uh, Rebecca, on our email, has sent us an email, and it says, Hello, Matt and Jeff. I hope all is well. I wanted to share with you guys that I had an opportunity to meet Theo Rossi at Alamo City Comic Con. Um, uh, Theo Rossi is the character who played Shades on Luke Cage. Uh, he said, we discussed the cancellation and he divulged that all the Marvel Netflix shows are being canceled. He did confirm that the film shows would air, but after there are no plans to renew. I mentioned the possibility of them going to Disney streaming, and he gave a non-answer response. I just finished Daredevil, and I'm beyond crushed at realizing there might not be any more. Thank you for your awesome cast. I've been a long-time listener and enjoy your additions to the fandom. Wishing you the best, Becca. So that is huge news if it's true. Yeah. Um, that not only have... Uh, now, this is third-party information. It's Becca through Theo Rossi, who, who knows how much Theo Rossi really knows um, and how much he is, you know, assuming because his show got canceled that all the shows will get canceled. <laughs> I'm really not sure. Um, but if it's true, that's huge news. What are your thoughts? Uh, immediate. There's basically this is the beginning of a rumor we're starting that all the Netflix shows <laughs> have been been canceled. And, but we're being clear; it is at this point hearsay. But what do you I think, mean, Jeff? If if it's true, then it makes sense because they're probably going to pull them all into the Disney streaming service. I I disagree with the decision to do that for certain shows like Daredevil, like Jessica Jones, like the Punisher, you know, the darker ones where Netflix doesn't really uh, put too much restriction on what they can do. Um, but you know, if it's, if it's true, then I'm betting they're putting it all on the Disney streaming service and they're probably, uh, they're probably going to make different series out of it. Yeah. That, um, that's what worries me. I'm betting there's going to be a like a Marvel Knights um, type series. I, I'm just worried that the currently it's on Netflix and it is themed in a way that Netflix shows are themed. It's dark. They have some serious violence and um, they they tackle some serious issues. I, I really worry 
that going going under the Disney brand, they'll water it down. Yeah, that's that's part of the that's part of the. Um, I don't the want to see a watered down Marvel Knights. I think like Marvel Knights is the darker, more adult side of Marvel in many ways. Yeah. And and if they go with a Marvel Knight series, which could be amazing, uh, and then they they also water it down, that would be a big mistake. Yeah, um, Disney is really big about. Um, putting out shows and series, uh, animated or otherwise, that are uh, more team-up based. So I think we're going to see a lot less of the uh, a lot less of the individual hmm. series like Daredevil. I hope that I hope that's not true too. Yeah. They should have learned from their Marvel movie making that y- you make you make the individual stories so that you deepen the characters and then you bring them together for big team-ups. Like that's what yeah. you do. So I don't know. Yeah. I hope that's not what what happens. What, yeah, they might not do it. <laughs> yeah, um, but that, I mean that's what I've seen a lot. You know, you've got the um, like uh, even Ultimate Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man is such a strong character; he can stand on his own in a series. But when Disney XD did Ultimate Spider-Man, it wasn't just Spider-Man. He was on a team, right? I think that's sort of the nature of a kids' show too, though. Yeah. And I'm hoping these are not kids shows. Yeah, that's. I mean, if it's if it gets moved to animated and these guys turn into just being voice actors for the part, Ugh, uh, that'd, that'd piss that would piss me off. That would not be so great. Um, it'd be easier to uh, to do whatever they wanted, right? Uh, as far as like you know, there's just no I, effects to have mm, to do. Yeah, but but again, it's a lot easier to water it down. And more difficult to convey emotion and and have these amazing actors, you know, give their performance. I don't think they would do that. I, I, I just don't even think the actors would go for it. I don't think that Charlie Cox wants to be a, the Daredevil voice. I don't think he wants to be this Matt Murdock character that he's created. So far, Disney's more he- heavier content has been under the Marvel brand. But, like, when you say Marvel movie to the average uh, listener, uh, when you say, it's a Marvel movie, I don't think the average person, especially, like, the, you know, the parents of the world that, like, take their kids to movies, I don't think those parents think of those as Disney movies. Right. Right. If you have a show, if you have a service called Disney Plus... And it has a bunch of Marvel shows on it. They're going to more strongly associate their brand of Disney with Marvel than ever before, because like Marvel shows on Netflix feel like Marvel shows. They don't feel like net Disney shows, you know. And I don't, yeah. I don't know that Disney's brand is even on the content, you know. It's all this is Marvel Studios, as far as I know. Um, yeah. And so I'm a little worried with this streaming service that Disney. The Disney suits are going to get their hands sort of in the Marvel. Uh, they're going to start worrying about their the brand association. Is all I really mean. Well, I mean they've already done that with uh, firing James Gunn. I well, yeah. Well, the firing of James Gunn has a lot of different dimensions to it that we've discussed yeah. in the past and probably discussed unintelligently in the past, but. Because we keep getting feedback. No, you guys are wrong about that. It's, that's not how it goes. I'm like, all right, I don't know. He was fired, and it just seems like for <laughs> dumb reasons. Yeah. 
which I don't know if we've discussed this yet, but he was hired to do a DC movie. Yeah, Suicide Squad 2. I am excited. <laughs> that movie's going to be great, and it's Marvel's <laughs> loss. It, you know? Like, that is Marvel's effing loss. Like, they, they're they going to make an amazing Suicide Squad 2, better than they could have done without James Gunn, for sure. And they're suddenly going to be competitive in the marketplace, which... I mean, this just reminds me of the old days of comic books. You know, they used to like have comic book writers would get stolen away and um, move from yeah. company to company, and now we're having these directors directors uh, moving from company to company. We've already got yeah. Joss Whedon might be working on this Batgirl or Batwoman movie. I forget if it's Batgirl or Batwoman. It was Batgirl. Okay, and then now, now you've got James Gunn making. Uh, if they get Edgar Wright over there. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it'll be a hat trick that I think could like straight up ascend DC above Marvel, which would be a pretty well, impressive feat. Uh, if you look at those three particular directors, those three have a, a very particular style of injecting humor into everything that they do, and that doesn't really mesh well with the rest of the dark comics universe. <laughs> well, I, I think they're changing that. I think, like with, I mean, it's been pretty obvious with the last few DC movies that they're changed. They're trying to change the tone of the universe. Yeah, um, and it, maybe, it, like, I mean, if you really think about it, they really just made like two dark movies. Even Suicide Suicide Squad was turned pretty um, uh, friendly. I don't know. Like uh, Suicide Squad was pretty light in the, in the at least in the edit. And you've got um, Justice League was was rewritten by Joss Whedon and like half directed by Joss Whedon. Like the whole thing, the whole thing, they've just already gone lighter. Um, and it's really, we we're just talking about the first two movies, which is like Man of Steel and Batman v Superman were a little too dark. Uh, and I don't even think they were a little too dark. They were just different, you know? It's just, it, it, it I think on balance, their universe is going to be pretty lighter, lighter than it seems when you think about Batman v Superman. But I think if one or two good movies could rescue that universe. Um, I hope it does. I hope so, so too. I really do. Those guys need good movies over there. I know you like to make fun of them as you, <laughs> as your backhanded compliments and your back, your backhanded well wishes sound. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I hope they, hope they get some good movies at some point. Yeah. Um, everybody needs good movies in their fandom, right? Yeah. So, so, uh, see, if I had said that, it would have, it would have sounded backhanded, but I could have argued that, like, no, it's just, I, I think that everybody needs good movies. I I didn't say that they were bad. Yeah. Exactly. So your, your, your backhanded well wishes aside, I really do want DC to make good movies. Yeah. Um, I also want them to make a universe like Marvel has done. And my, my big fear with, with all the news we've been getting out of DC is that uh, DC is going to start just making one-off movies, which can be great. Um, it just won't interest me as much. My personal yeah. taste is for a connected universe. Like it, it, it is why it's one of the major reasons why the Marvel Cinematic Universe resonates with me so well is because I love a connected universe, and it's why I'm doing the Star Trek Universe podcast. Check out the Star Trek Universe podcast at sstartrekucast.com. Sorry, sorry, I went to commercial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm uh, offended. Listen to the Star Trek Universe podcast, guys. Me and me and Dave are having fun. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, any other big news? I think that was the news. Uh, let's see. I, yeah, I think that's that's really it for as far as um, the really big news. I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, stuff all over the place. Like, uh, the fact that The Runaway Season 2 comes out in about a month, and all of the episodes are dropping at once. Holy crap. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh. So that's about <laughs> in December. When is, uh, December 21st. Me, when's Punisher? Uh, it has not been announced yet. Oh. It's supposed to be next year. I thought Punisher was this year. I thought it was like the November or December. Nope. Huh. Oh. Well, I think we talked about that on previous cast, and I was just wrong then. Yep. Maybe, I think when Alyssa was here, we looked it up. And uh, it, there was a date. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so, if I said that previously, sorry about that, guys. Okay, so I was just thinking if we have Punisher and and uh, Runaways, it's going to be quite a lot of things to cover. But I guess we don't. Um, well, that's bum- that's a bummer. I thought Punisher was sooner. <laughs> Sorry, you're, man. You're right. It's, I mean, tw- it's 2019. So if I said that on a previous yeah. cast, I apologize for my misleading. Uh, I must have looked at like la- when it came out last year or something. Yeah, it came out in uh, November of last year. That must be what I looked at. Okay, well... 2019. Well, shit. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay, so we have a few feedbacks. You want to read us some of these feedbacks? Sure, sure, sure. Let's see. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> Jeffrey James said to us on Facebook, Marvel Hero for POTUS cast spoilers. Uh, this is in regard to an episode that we... Last week's cast. Most recently did. Yeah, if you, uh, if where you haven't we were, heard it yet... Uh, it, it's it's just titled Marvel for President, but we went we went through and and chose our favorite ideas for president uh, based on Marvel characters. So it's based, it was an election themed episode. Yeah, was, yeah. Was, since there was all kinds of election type stuff going on at the time, and uh, we wanted to get in on it. Uh, so Jeffrey James says, uh, "I'm not entirely sure that you thought this one through." <laughs> Oh, I'm sure start. No, we definitely didn't. <laughs> no, yeah, we don't think much of anything through. Uh, he said, you concentrated on the personalities of the candidates rather than on which combination of personality, background, and power that would make a POTUS effective. Mm, I don't to know, my I don't mind, know that's true. I think, we, I think we, did, we did think about, we thought about both. We thought about electability. That was one of our metrics was electability. And we talked about uh, what we thought of the character as a president. But continue, Jeffrey James. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to my mind, the absolute best candidate would be Matt Murdock, with Daredevil remaining as his secret identity. And here's why. One, Matt is a lawyer and therefore understands constitutional law. Two, Matt listens a lot more than he talks. And he can hear side conversations from a distance, which would be useful in negotiations. Three, he's deeply concerned about the morality of killing, and thus is less likely to use drone assassination and war as political tools. Uh, POTUS Nick Fury would be like having Putin. Both ex-spies, both ruthless, both only have one eye. Okay, that's just Fury, but whatever. (laughs) Finally, I suggest that Groot would make a great POTUS candidate because he has the world's best campaign slogan. (laughs) And he also gives very short stump speeches. Stump in quotes. Stump, stump in quotes. Yeah, quote unquote stump speeches. That's that is that is inspired, Jeffrey James. 
<laughs> it is. I mean, like that's a that is a killer joke. <laughs> he gives very short stump speeches. I think he, he's pretty tall for a stump, honestly. Uh, um, not anymore. Oh, that's true. He well, he was he cut was, low. He's he's pretty he's pretty tall. He's getting tall again. He's back to human size, pretty much. Not anymore. What, what do you mean? He got turned to ash. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> he got I forgot angry. the current status. Of, all, the, all the characters going to Ash, it's like so many of them went to Ash that I just can't think of them that as their current forms. It's like I didn't, ha- didn't have time to emotionally resonate who all disappeared and who didn't. I yeah. need to watch it three or four more times and like really re- grasp the gravity of all those deaths. Yeah. Um Okay, should yeah. watch it a bunch again too. That's a, that's that, those are great calls, Jeffrey. Um, Matt Murdock is POTUS. I think he he definitely would be an effective leader, and he definitely has uh, a strong moral. Well, you know, he does go through sort of like dark times though too. So his strong moral sense kind of disappears on him occasionally, like in this season of Daredevil. Well, he just has to have a, a solid cabinet backing him up. You know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I I, like, I I would definitely be down for Matt Murdock as president. Oh yeah, if uh, if <laughs> Matt Murdock is president with Foggy Nelson as his AG, <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. To hell with Jeff Sessions. We need Foggy Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> to hell with. Uh, it's not even Jeff Sessions anymore. It's that other guy. I don't yeah. even know the guy's name yet. Yeah, well, he hasn't had time to really screw up yet. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's only been a couple of days. <laughs> I am, I like. <laughs> I just want to just go political right now and talk all the politics, but uh, that's my, not what we're here for. No, no. I just, I'm, I'm yeah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not why we're here. It's my own fault. We had a we had a, a political episode. Wasn't real life political, just Marvel political, but still. Now I'm like, I will might as well talk about whatever. <laughs> Let's stay away from politics. All right, <laughs> we Jeff broke Sessions. that wall, man. Jeff Sessions is the worst. Okay, uh, next. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Steve Abramowitz sent us a, a message saying, Hi guys, wouldn't it be cool if they merged the gifted Cloak and Dagger, Legion, and Shield into a giant crossover spectacular that bled into Avengers 4 and X-Men? Talk to the powers that be, would you please? <laughs> that's what we do here every week, Steve. We, that's what we're here for. Um, <laughs> that's what we're doing right this second. Talking to the powers. All we got. The powers, our listeners. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of powerful people, you know. Marvel heads to listen to the show. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have, you know, we have big time uh, authors like Jeffrey James, so obviously we have, uh, you know, powers to be at Marvel listening yeah, in too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I think that would be cool. I, the only problem is currently, I don't think the gifted. The Gifted and Legion are not in the universe currently. Now, if they did do some sort of big crossover with Fox. They could bring the Gifted and Legion in, but I have a feeling if they did that, they're just going to get rid of that universe. I don't think the Fox universe is joining the Marvel universe. I really don't. No. I just... No, I, th- I think, think it's they- going to maintain some separation for a while and then go away. Right. Yeah, I think they're, they're, they're going to finish this movie that's happening now, and then 
this this last X Men movie, and that will be the last X Men movie. Phoenix. What? Oh, Phoenix. Yeah, uh, sorry, when I said Phoenix, there uh, has Phoenix. I had a um, uh, 2003 reference there. Red versus Blue episode two, when oh. uh, Sarge was talking about what to name the new vehicle. Okay. Instead of the Warthog. Gotcha. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Don't anyway. know the reference. Yeah. Um, uh, it's Red versus Blue, April 2003. <laughs> Fifteen years old. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> yep. It's weird. Sorry. It's weird when you start to think about how old some of the stuff you oh, loved man. in college and stuff was. Like, it's crazy, Dude, that was man. before I graduated high school. Oh, see, I was in college, I think, when the Red versus Blue stuff was big. Crazy. Yep. All yep. right. Um, <sighs> Thanos on Twitter um, said, Excelsior with a heart. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely appreciate the sentiment. Um it's it's weird that your name is Thanos, and you're saying Excelsior. Um, <laughs> it's like even even the, even the Mad Titan sends his condolences. Yeah, uh, we got uh, quite a few people that all they said in response was Excelsior. Yeah, we had a lot of responses. Um, uh, Jeffrey James also sent Excelsior, um, yeah. and, and a few others that were on comments, but I don't. I just mostly send when people tweet us directly. I don't normally include all the comments because there's a lot of times there's lots of them. Yeah. Especially when I get on there having a full conversation with people. <laughs> yes, we'll get the, you know, 50 comments. from. So we're not going to talk about everything on the cast, but we try to, when someone direct tweets us, we try to use it. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. 084. <laughs> it is a fun Twitter. Adam's UCast. Best slash worst presidents TV editions. Netflix best. Franklin P. Nelson. Ooh, that's a good call. Yeah, no, I think I think he's right. I think Jeffrey James, great idea, Matt Murdock. But if you got Foggy Nelson with Matt Murdock as Attorney General, that's a that's a ticket I can get. Or, or even you know, Vice President, whatever. Because Matt Murdock isn't always the the m- moral uh, have a great moral barometer. Like sometimes he gets lost. Foggy is. Foggy is never foggy on his morals. Ooh, I get it. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. You used his nickname. Foggy is always clear. Oh. He's a Scientologist. See, that's like... <laughs> <laughs> that's like uh, that's like some sort of fortune cookie thing. Mm-hmm. When things are foggy, things are things the are foggiest. Clear. They, they will become clear. Everything becomes clear. Uh, I like it. I like it. Uh, anyway, if we're continuing saying Netflix worst, Danny Rand. <laughs> he would be the worst. <laughs> he would be. He's so terrible. Um, well, he's just bad at leading. That's really all it is. Uh, ABC best, Alfonso McKenzie. Daisy Mac. Johnson running mate. Like it. I like it. I'm okay with that. He's, again, the moral center of the team. Always... Always head in the right direction, mm-hmm. uh, except for when he gets his head on fire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. ABC worst. All the candidates are dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who, who could be worse? Fitz. Well, he's dead. <laughs> uh, Shit. Kind of. Uh, but Fitz, Fitz is still alive in some form. Uh, Fitz is is my worst. <laughs> he's just. Definitely, uh, maybe maybe like a good science advisor, but not not probably president. Well, uh, Nick Fury did show up in in the 
uh, TV verse. So I'd say Nick Fury would be a bad one. Yeah, that's true. We did talk about Nick Fury being bad, as did Jeffrey James just now. Uh, OE4 also said to us, that MCU cast, Luke Cage 210 did have some light Iron Fist moments, but it also had the Rum Punch Massacre. So, yeah, still pretty heavy. Yeah. I think we were talking about how light his appearance was, not necessarily yeah. the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I was uh, saying that uh, Danny Rand and Luke Cage together, like, in the whole... Uh, Heroes for Hire type series would be a lighter series that they could put into the Disney streaming service and, and would not be quite so heavy and dark. Like that particular episode when Danny Rand and Luke Cage were together was light, but then when it went to the rest of it, it was like, oh yeah, it's the worst thing ever. Okay, yeah, a man got burned alive. Cool. Yeah, pretty rough. <laughs> pretty rough. I, uh, I recently rewatched that because um, the, the lady was uh, was catching up and um, when we got to that, I was like, this is a really dark part of this, by the way. And she's like, yeah. okay. Mm. And, like, we needed a minute, <laughs> you know? Yeah, for like, sure. You got to take a second after that. All right, so uh, Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, just listen to top Marvel characters for President Podcast. My top three best are, number three, Sam Wilson. Military experience like Rhodes, except he was on the right side in Civil War. Mm, good call. Yeah. Well, I mean, he does what Steve Rogers does, just slower. That's true. That's true. Yep. Should have been. Should have been. He'd be a slower president, but a very good president. <laughs> he president. Slow he and calculated. He president slower. <laughs> what? what does that mean? Oh, man, don't say that, because then our current president's going to be like, I'm the fastest president that's ever presidented. <laughs> oh, that'd be okay with me. <laughs> in and out, and done. And, 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 my presidency only took two years. <laughs> I got everything um, done in two years, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, he just he just won so hard that he has he's done now. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, number two... From Sherman Smith, Mac from Agents of Shield. Mm, that's government two, experience two votes for Mac. Two votes for Mac. He's winning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, government experience, and when shit goes down, he would be an even tougher president than Harrison Ford in Air Force One. Get off my plane. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Love it. Uh, and then his Sherman Smith's number one, Steve Rogers, for all the reasons we explained, and because Cap is the man. Yeah. I feel like just Cap, Cap is just an example of a great man. Like just, just he's, he's a hard good person. I think yeah, he's a great person. I think that's what we really want a president. Like, I think we legitimately just want someone who who is moral and good and really is trying to serve. And I feel like that's all that Steve Rogers is. And a lot of these guys are, but Steve Rogers is just to me the personification of that. Yeah. I mean, and then the job of the president, like if you look at it, if you if you look at what each branch is supposed to do, president's not the lawmakers. The president is the uh, is the head of the executive branch. They execute the laws. They enforce the laws. The executive branch is the one that's supposed to enforce the law. And if somebody who is moral and good is enforcing the law, then you have a much higher chance of people not being mistreated, you know? Yeah, for sure. Anyway. Cap for president, everybody. Cap for president. Yep. Steve Rogers for president. All right. I mean, it's going to be difficult to get a character 
off of a page uh, or out of a movie uh, and into our presidency. But, you know, I've seen The Last Action Hero, and it's possible. <laughs> it's true. It's definitely possible. <laughs> Just need that magic ticket. Was it a magic ticket? <laughs> I think it was a magic I, ticket. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think it's so been too. a while since I've seen that movie. I loved that movie as a kid. I had, toy, so I had toys from it. I loved it. Yep. All right. Who's Arnold Schweizenheimer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was so good. Anyway, uh, Keok Young hit us up on Facebook and said, Hi, Matt, Jeff, and Alyssa. Alyssa. Woo. Glad to have Jeff back. As someone that loves the MCU but isn't super familiar with the comics, I appreciate the comics insight Jeff brings to the podcast. I like Alyssa, too. Not only does she prevent the cast from being a total, total sausage party, uh, but she also seems to add the voice of someone that's not quite as much of an MCU nut as the rest of us. My vote is for all three of you. Yeah. You know, she and I have never been on a podcast together. Yeah. So, you know, you can't really say as a listener that she and I are not the same person. It's true. You might, she might be your secret identity. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Mm-hmm. The fact that I can make my voice sound the way that Alyssa's does, uh, mm-hmm. is obviously why I want to be a voice actor when yeah, that, I grow up. That's your superpower. Yeah. It's that's Aly- my superpower. It's just Alyssa voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. She's going to hurt you if she ever listens to this episode. Why? <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna punch you. <laughs> I don't understand why I always get punched for things. Nah, she's gonna punch you because she's gonna be like, "How dare you agree that Jeff could do my voice?" Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, she only she only she has her voice. Yeah. Kiyoki <laughs> uh, also says, uh, having listened to your recent episode in which you discuss which MCU characters would make the best and worst presidents, I'm forced to agree with Matt's choice of the Hulk as the worst president. <laughs> I wonder whether you've ever seen the Saturday Night Live sketch with a Hulk-like president, uh, and he put a link to, uh, what was it, The Rock? Uh, the Rock Obama? The Rock Obama. It's like a, a guy playing Barack Obama, and then he gets angry and turns into The Rock Obama, and it's it's The, <laughs> it's the Rock playing Obama, and, and just beating up all his political rivals. <laughs> yes. I support that entirely. <laughs> I think there need to be more uh, boxing matches between the president and somebody else. <laughs> Absolutely. <Anyway. laughs> uh, he continues saying, though I agree that the Hulk would be the worst president, I was surprised that Drax didn't make the top three. Of course, maybe he was standing so still that you didn't think about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and P.S., how about some kind of Stan Lee tribute episode? Excelsior! Well, that brings us to uh, a great place in the cast in that we are going to do a Stan Lee tribute episode. Maybe you weren't listening near the beginning of this episode, but if you are now, if you somehow got to the end without listening to the beginning, um, which happens to me sometimes, and there's a fall asleep and I'll wake up <laughs> listening to the end of a podcast I missed the beginning of, uh, we are going to do a Stan Lee tribute episode next week. It's going to be called Reasons We're Thankful for Stan Lee. Um, it happens to line up with Thanksgiving, so that's our plan, and we would love as much input as possible. So um, please uh, send in your Stan Lee, Reasons You're Thankful for Stan Lee, and that will be our next thing to drop. We're also going to get to our Daredevil feedback, hopefully, with, with Stan Lee's death. We're 
we're, we pushed that so we could do the Stan Lee episode. Um, but we'll probably get that to that next, the next week. Um, so if you send in more Daredevil feedback, we'll probably have time. We'll, we'll probably still have time to get it in. So, um, Daredevil stuff coming soon. Um, Stan Lee episode next week. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. If you want to support the podcast, um, go to patreon.com slash mcucast. We just got our first round of swag uh, for our patrons. Um, we're we're going to be sending that all out tomorrow. I'm hoping to ship it all tomorrow. Uh, I've just got to get a couple more shipping supplies things, because it's a lot of stuff to send. Uh, but... We're sending out our swag tomorrow, so all of you patrons should get it real soon. And if you're not a patron or weren't from the beginning and you want to get a few of the things, we've got um, a couple of shirts that we're not showing pictures of yet until we send them to our patrons. Uh, but if you're interested in a shirt, let, send us a message with your size and we'll work out payment. We're probably going to do like, there's two different designs. We're probably going to do one shirt for 25 or two for 35. Um, basically, we're just trying to get our... <laughs> cost because we ended up having to order more shirts to get the cost to be reasonable <laughs> so um if you want one shirt for 25 or two shirts for 35 uh we'll get we'll send you those um and trying to recoup our costs for all the printing and stuff so that would be awesome uh let us know if you're interested that'd be cool uh all the places i mentioned um excelsior everybody until next time true believers 